Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and two things up for review this week. First up, there's Top Gun Maverick, the long-awaited sequel, question mark, to Top Gun, and then there's Prehistoric Planet, which is a new dinosaur documentary series on Apple TV+. First up is Top Gun Maverick, and full disclosure, I am too young to have seen the original film in theaters. I have seen the original film, but it doesn't have that sort of special place in my heart that a lot of things you see when you're a kid or a teen or whatever during formative times has. I can fully acknowledge that it had a huge impact on pop culture, uh, you know, the music, some of the cinematography, just like the references. It left a mark, and so, of course, we have to have a sequel. Because, God forbid, we work on original projects these days, we have to go back to the treasure trove of things that we already went through back in the day, but all right, whatever, here we are. So, starring Tom Cruise once again as a spider pilot maverick, and up front, I'm gonna say, I think Tom Cruise is a very problematic person, but... I also think he's a dang movie star. Like, watching him on screen, he doesn't disappear into any role, right? He always just plays some sort of iteration of what I think is just Tom Cruise. Whether it's Mission Impossible or The Mummy or Top Gun, you know, it's all just variations of the same. I think maybe earlier in his career, he might have had a little more range. But at this point in time, he's clearly all about these action thrillers. He is clearly very involved in them. And he wants them to be big, loud, stunt-centric, all of that stuff. And Top Gun Maverick is a perfect example of a Tom Cruise movie. And again, he's a movie star, very watchable, which pains me to say a little bit. So the premise is that, you know, we're however many years later and he is still a fighter pilot somehow, but, uh, you know, aging out a little bit and they're trying to get rid of him, I think. And then a mission comes along that he is the only one equipped to train a group of other pilots on. They are all already Top Gun graduates. And one of them is uh, the son of Goose. I hope that's not a spoiler. I think that's in the trailers. So, you know, the movie is cookie cutter as it comes. I think it's... uh, This is the other thing about like a Tom Cruise movie or or like the Fast and the Furious movies or any of those things. You know the stakes are limited because they want to be able to come back to these things in 10 years, in 5 years, in 20 years. You know, at some point they want to be... They want to leave doors open. So that is always a limiting factor for me with any of these sort of franchises. However... Again, I think the action in this, like, I, it's well done. It's a little tedious at certain points. You know, you can tell that Tom Cruise's hand is on it being like, I want to fly a plane for a lot of sequences. And the producers were like, yes, you are Tom Cruise. You get to say you want to fly a plane and we're going to have a bunch of footage of that type of stuff. But I think it's well choreographed. I don't know if you need, to, I think you should. It's helpful to have seen the original film for this, but it's also not rocket science here. And so even if you don't necessarily inherently understand all the depth of the interpersonal relationships between the characters and the history there, they did they give you enough clues to go into it. And again, this movie is not asking a lot of you. This movie is a popcorn summer blockbuster. It is the quintessential type of sort of classic summer blockbuster. Tom Cruise is joined by Miles Teller, who plays the son of Goose. Jennifer Conley plays the love interest, and I was concerned, I'm still concerned, but to the film's credit, there's only an eight-year age gap between the two of them. And I say only, because honestly, in Hollywood, that's pretty impressive. Also, Jennifer Conley looking great at 51. Tom Cruise, who, you gotta give credit where credit's due, he's pushing 60, still looking good, but there are so many gratuitous shots in this film that are just him trying to show off that he's still in decent shape. He's in good shape, let's let's not deny that, but there are just so many unnecessary points where you can tell that he, as a producer on this film, got sway in saying, I want to have my shirt off for this, I want to be doing this thing that shows off my body, blah blah blah. And there are plenty of other characters who get sort of that lens turned on them as well, but this is the Tom Cruise show, and you know, again, 
in great shape, especially for his age. But at a certain point, the body starts to age a little bit, and there are things you cannot do without surgery helping. And it starts to show on Tom Cruise. He's got a little bit of the old man titty happening. Anyway, these are things I notice. So the movie as a whole, action popcorn thriller, not asking a lot of you. If that is your thing, I think this is a really good example of that. If that is not your thing, you're not going to like this movie. It's as simple as that. Do you need to have been a fan of the original Top Gun to see this? Not really. I think the thing that got me the most with it, and this is, I don't think this is a spoiler because he's listed in the cast list, but Val Kilmer returns. And if you are not aware, Val Kilmer has been battling or he battled throat cancer and had tracheotomies and things like that. So just having him be in a movie again is kind of great, but also really, really sad at the same time, just because you're like, should you be doing this? I'm not sure. But at the end of the day, it was kind of cool to see him back. Anyway, so Miles Teller, Jennifer Conley, Val Kilmer, John Hamm plays an admiral. Glenn Powell plays basically Iceman 2.0, which is Val Kilmer's character in the first one. Uh, You've got Louis Pullman, Charles Parnell comes back, Bashir Salhuddin, Monica Barbaro, Jay Ellis, Danny Ramirez, Greg Tarzan Davis, and Ed Harris are all in it. I'm just going to say it because I always say it and it's AAPI Heritage Month. Uh, Saddened by, they clearly were trying to aggressively diversify this film. Saddened by the lack of Asian and Asian American representation. There's like two token characters, one of whom gets maybe like one or two lines and that's about it. But the rest of the cast, they did a better job of diversifying. So I'm like, why can't we elevate everyone? Anyway, as I was saying before, if you like this type of movie, this is, you're going to have a blast. If you don't like this type of movie, it's not going to be for you. That's as simple as that. Watch the trailer, look at any other Tom Cruise movie and go, do I like this? Yes or no? You you know. You know in your heart. I enjoyed myself. I didn't love it. It's not my favorite thing. But I, I was not on the edge of my seat per se, but I respected what they were doing with it. I will also say credit where credit is due. Great music, great soundtrack. I know Lady Gaga was trying to do the sort of big power ballad for it, which didn't work quite as well. But between her and Hans Zimmer, the music for the movie was actually truly great. And there is something, in terms of nostalgia, there's something so powerful about that music when it comes back. So again, it is what it is. I'm going to give it 3.8 out of 5. I'm going to take a quick break and be right back. And I'm back. And then, speaking of Hans Zimmer, the other thing I have this week is Prehistoric Planet, which is on Apple TV+. It's a nature documentary from Jon Favreau with narration by the one and only Sir David Attenborough, which hits all of the things I want pretty much in a nature documentary like this. Uh, Give me any David Attenborough-involved project pretty much, and I am here for it. And to boot, it has music by Hans Zimmer. It's basically like every other David Attenborough project you've seen, uh, Planet Earth style, you know, it's co-produced with BBC, it's on Apple TV+, but... The thing about this one is that they're trying to do the new dinosaurs with like the updated information that we've learned about them. So they have like hair and fur and feathers and things like that when we're used to seeing them with like the scaly skin only. And this show gets really up close and personal with like, I mean, not up close and personal, but you know, it just, it clearly is showing off the CG. And sometimes it's kind of freakily hyper real. And sometimes it's like, oh, okay, no, this is, this is a, animated creature that I'm seeing right here but either way if you are a fan of the planet earth shows movies etc documentary you're gonna have a blast during this in any mental state which I'd like to point out which I know a lot of friends and, and folks have you know this is the perfect type of documentary for those who partake of altering substances but it's also a really great show for anybody just because I think David Attenborough could read the phone book and people would still watch because he is that compelling of a narrator so prehistoric planet is out streaming now on Apple TV plus 
That has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.